from the Game Nashville Studios, presented by Wholesale Inc. Mount Juliet. It's time to take you behind the scenes in Smashville. Cuts across, he scores! This is the Preds' official podcast with Thomas Willis and Brooks Bratton. Powerful move from back of the net. On Smashville's best sports talk. ESPN. 102.5 The Game. Welcome into episode two. We made it. A second episode of the Predators official podcast, the POP. Thanks for stopping by here on ESPN 1025 The Game and streaming on the Game Nashville app, NashvillePredators.com, and wherever your favorite podcast is available. I'm Brooks Bratton, alongside Thomas Willis, the dynamic duo. Gosh, that's that's rather forward of myself to call ourselves the dynamic duo. Are we allowed to do that? Refer to ourselves as a dynamic duo. Once you get renewed for episode two, you're allowed to be we a little bit cocky. To, we we yeah, can go down a, a that route. Bit. Not too much, but a little <laughs> bit more. Sure. <laughs> we are the gentlemen behind NashvillePredators.com. Thanks for stopping by for episode number two. We had a blast on the first one. We certainly did. And we'll talk about this more in the next segment. But thank you for all that listened. Uh, thank you so, so much. The big push that we'll be making, and there's a reason that we'll be making this push, is we need your subscriptions. We need your ratings. I won't influence you how you should rate but i would advise maybe toward the five or five four to five star range shall i say but here's why that matters so here's what we have coming up on today's show a fantastic interview with another defenseman number two of your national predators anthony potato we talked he got married this summer we talked about his dog named reggie i mean stuff like vino and vino so that's fantastic that's coming up later on in the show here's why you need to subscribe and rate the predators official podcast so like Brooks said, you can now find it iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, variety of places. Go to nationalbrothers.com slash podcast to see just where all the places that you can find it. But if you subscribe, and we'll get into why, if you subscribe, we're giving away two tickets to the Predators preseason game against the Carolina Hurricanes on Tuesday. So that's not very far away. They only have one more preseason home game after they played on Friday night against Tampa Bay. So get in, subscribe. We'll talk about that more later on in the show. But hey... Getting the chance to go to a hockey game for free, that's about the best we can do for you. But coming up further on the show, we've got Bridgestone Arena food tasting, which we had the opportunity to do Friday. So every offseason, the chefs of DNC and Levy work really hard to bring new items, new food, a lot of variations on all the things that you can find at a stadium or an event. Hot chicken, for example, that sort of thing. We'll, we'll rate that, say just how good it is. You can be excited to try some of that stuff. It's one of my favorite days of the year. Uh, it, it's absolutely fantastic. But as far as what we have in this first one, you were there for the doubleheader in Florida on Monday. And boy, did we have quite the performance by a certain forward in that second game. Amus comes down from the left point position, puts it front for Fiala, and he scores. Well, that was quick. All Kevin Fiala did was go out and get five points. Oh, is that a lot or a goal and five assists? I honestly, and I, I said this assists. to him after the after the fact. I said, uh, Kevin, I have to admit, I had no idea that you had five points. <laughs> I didn't realize until I looked because I knew Philip Forsberg had a hat trick, which mm-hmm. we're like that's not even the big story, right? Philip had a hat trick, big deal. Kevin Fiala had five points, <laughs> exactly. I didn't realize until he, that he had five points until I looked at the box score afterwards. I'm like, for goodness sake, he had five points. Yeah, well, and it's interesting in the timing of it, actually fantastic in the timing of it, because you were thinking about writing a story, and you have a story out on NashvillePredators.com talking about what is the ceiling, what is the is the sky the limit for this young forward. Talk a, a bit about that piece and what you heard from uh, Fiala on where what he wants to accomplish going into this next season. 
I've always been impressed with his confidence, even when he came in as an 18-year-old and, and got a chance in those early seasons. And after that first season, you remember he when he, he got an opportunity to play a few games mm-hmm. and he played in that playoff game as well in Chicago. Well, played kind of. I think <laughs> yeah, he right. played like six minutes. But David Poyle later uh, told the media that Kevin Fiala came into his office after that first season as a 19-year-old and said, I'm playing on this team next year. Like to, to have the the ability to go into the general manager's office as a mm-hmm. teenager and just say, oh yeah, I'm going to play here next year. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not right. even worried about it. He went in there and he said that and he, and it didn't quite work out that way to start, but that's okay because Kevin Fiala has turned into what the predators always hoped that he could be and knew that he could be. He's reached that point. Now he had 23 goals last season. Mm-hmm. And I asked him during practice the other day, I said, the uh, different guys set numbers. We know that. You had 23 goals last year. Have you thought about that, or do you just let whatever happens, happens? Here's what he had to say on that. No, uh, I think uh, everybody said a number. and uh, I said a number, but uh, it's my secret. <laughs> I didn't tell anything. Uh, but 23 goals was good, but uh, I think I can do better. It's a secret. He's not telling us. I, I would think that he's probably thinking 25 or 30 wouldn't you i'm completely stumped i mean if 23 is good does he want 15 this year i'm completely confused <laughs> i mean help us kevin fiala what how many goals do you want to score this next season I'm, he, being, I'm being facetious of course it was a really good conversation though he's he's really matured in the last couple of years as well uh not only on the ice but off the ice and just how he's able to carry himself and really becoming a professional hockey player understanding what that means and i think it really showed in his play last year and he hasn't lost his confidence either. He's got plenty of that heading into this season. Five points certainly helps. Well, and I would say that I think that is tends to be at least a major benefit in what makes a good professional athlete. That confidence, that visualization before every time you go out there on the ice or whatever playing surface you play on and being like, I can be the best of this. I can make these plays. I can succeed. You're right. We didn't see that early on. But wouldn't you love to see, and I think we're starting to see some of it, wouldn't you love to see some more of, Fiala's confidence from a few years ago sprinkled down to a guy like Ellie Tolvanen as he tries to get his spot and prove what he can do uh, on this lineup. Now, I want to ask you this before uh, we move on to the next topic, and that is, now we didn't see Kevin Fiala with Ryan Johansson and Philip Forsberg in the Friday game against Tampa Bay, but he had played with them, of course, in that game against Florida. Should we be reading into that? Like, Why do you think the coaching staff has elected to put him with that fearsome pairing with Johansson and Forsberg? Well, Coach Laviolette's favorite word during this training camp has been evaluate. All we want to do is evaluate everyone. That's what the coaching staff is utilizing training camp for, as they should be. But it's a perfect time to tinker with things. You know, and and Coach has said this before too, right? Like, we know that Matias Ekholm and Ryan Ellis works great as a pairing. Mm -hmm. We know that Ryan Johansson and Philip Forsberg and Victor Arvidsson works fantastic as a line. But what if we switch out Kevin Fiala for Victor Arvidsson? Then what happens? Now, is that line, if if Coach Laviolette elects to put those three together at another point down the road, are they going to combine for 13 points every game? Probably not. <laughs> Hopefully it'd be, so. It'd be great. We'd love it. <laughs> Probably not going to happen. But it's good to have that in your back pocket. Right. If uh, injuries happen, unfortunately, if... If someone were to get hurt, it's nice to know what else works. And this is the perfect time to do that. And it's only one game. It's a very small sample size. But to see those three together and what they were able to do together, 
not only is that good for the coaching staff to see, well, hey, this trio might work pretty darn good as well, Mm -hmm. but it also helps those individual guys. If Kevin Fiala ends up going back down to another line when all is said and done, he's got the confidence to know I can play with these guys. I can play up and down the line no matter who I'm with. And doesn't that just speak to life a little bit? I think we get accustomed to certain things and we think, oh, nothing could be better than the Jofa line. It's got to be Forsberg, Johansson, and Arvidsson. What could be better? Their course is so good. Even in small sampling, when Fiala was with Johansson and Forsberg for a tiny bit last year, the advanced analytics were, were very good. And I recognize when you have a small sample size, that doesn't extrapolate every time. But things can be better. You don't necessarily, like you were saying, have to play the same players together over and over and over again. I know that LaViolette likes to stick with what works, but I think you're right. That is one of the best things that he does is sprinkle in, maybe keep two guys together, but put in a new winger or or a new uh, center between two wings to kind of see what they can do to know, can this team be even better? Because then you've put Victor Arvidsson in another position. If Ellie Tolvanen is in the top six or the top nine, maybe he's in a better place to succeed. So, yeah, we saw that with Tolvanen in Friday's game, just given the opportunity to succeed, being put with Johansson and Forsberg. This is his opportunity to see what he can do to prove to this coaching staff, I belong on this team. Now, we want to peel back the curtain on how this team works, and we're going to get into that more uh, later on in the show, but story time is the best way to do that, and I wanted you to, again, set the stage for a really cool opportunity you had for a guy in Chris Young who is a country music superstar and a big Preds fan who's going to headline a sold-out Bridgestone Arena on Saturday night. So kind of set the stage for that opportunity. As I tell people all the time, it's just another day in Smashville. Sometimes you wake up and by the end of the day, you end up interviewing Chris Young and Charlie Daniels for good measure. I had that opportunity earlier in the week to sit down with Chris Young. And I wanted to talk to Chris Young because he's playing a sold-out Bridgestone Arena Saturday night. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a Nashville guy. He's a huge Preds fan. So it all comes together so nice and neat for a little online story. And the hope is always to get together with these people. Luckily enough, I was able to get in touch with Chris's publicist Mm -hmm. and make that happen. And she said, hey, Chris is going to be at the Palm, the Palm restaurant right across from Bridgestone Arena. Why don't you come on down? He's he's there at an event for Charlie Daniels. Do you want to talk to Charlie Daniels too while you're at it? Well, it's Charlie Daniels. I'm not going to say no. Why not? So, you can hear his voice throughout Bridgestone Arena after a press so, game. Absolutely, you can. So I head over to the Palm, sit down with Charlie Daniels for four minutes. He was hosting a um, fundraiser for the troops. He's very passionate about those causes, and Chris Young was there uh, to help out as well. Sat with Charlie for a few minutes, interviewed him about the Preds, and it cracked me up. After we were done with the interview, Charlie goes, well, how are the boys looking this year? I mean, he's he's really invested and interested, and that's that's what's so cool is, and we all know how the country music industry, the music industry in this city mm-hmm. especially, but the country music industry even more so, how invested so many people in that industry are in this team. Well, and before we hear from Chris Young, I, I think he agreed that it, it transitioned from Amy Grant, Vince Gill, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. blacking out the tooth for some early marketing, kind of doing a favor for the Preds. Now it legitimately is all these superstars dying to get into the building to they catch all, a game. They all want to come. It's like, who haven't we seen in the last few years? Carrie Underwood's the easy one, of course, with sure. Mike Fisher. She wants to be there. She's going to be there to begin with. But Luke Bryan, Keith Urban, Brad Paisley, Rascal Flats, Lady Annabellum, Little Big Town. Like, who haven't we mm-hmm. seen at a Predators game in recent memory? But yeah, Charlie was great. And then Chris Young, just a fantastic guy, super down to earth, and told some great stories, but especially about his love for the Preds 
and just how proud he is of his hometown team and what they've been able to do. Yeah, I was living down here, actually. I lived downtown for a while. And uh, just in an apartment a couple streets over, walked down, bought the cheapest ticket I could get, and uh, <laughs> and, and got in and, and watched the game. And that was actually the beginning of my love for hockey, uh, was because we had the Preds. You know, I'm from Murfreesboro, so growing up, like even though I was a sports fan, I was I was never really huge into hockey because I just wasn't exposed to it. And uh, then once we had a team, obviously, you know, the city was like, oh, cool, hockey, yeah, and um, and just grew to love it. It's been incredible. I mean, it's been so much fun, you know, as somebody that, that saw them through a lot of years where that success was not there, and those guys just stayed grinding and kept trying, and uh, to see them at a point now where there's this sustained success for a couple of years, uh, it's, it's incredible, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to be able to trash talk back to people. Trash talking is the best part about sports. Says Chris Young. No, he 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 loves watching this team and and being a part. He's he's been able to hang out with a number of the guys before as well. Said PK Subban is his favorite if he had to choose one. But a mm. uh, big fan of all the guys. And Chris is certainly looking forward um, to having that opportunity. It's one thing to be a spectator in that building. It's another thing to look out and see fifteen thousand people cheering your name. So great to chat with him. And uh, where good can luck you find him. that story, Brooks? A uh, little website called NashvillePredators.com, I believe. <laughs> You've triggered the tiger once again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's all right there for you. And uh, Chris and Charlie were great. Shout out to them. Uh, just another positive experience with folks in the country music industry. It's They're, they're good. They're just good down-home people. And uh, great to chat with them. When we come back on the Predators official podcast on ESPN 102.5 The Game, we're going to put on our chef's hats, or at least our food critiquing hats, and tell you about all that you can experience new at the concession stands at Bridgeton Arena this season. Rolling along with the Predators official podcast on ESPN 102.5 The Game. I'm Thomas Willis, seated just to the side of Brooks Pratton. Join the conversation with this podcast on Twitter using hashtag PredsPodcast. You can tweet any of us at PredsNHL or then at Brooks Pratton or at Tom A. Willis. We'd love to use more of your comments and questions as we go along. We're so eager with this only being our second episode. We've just got too much to talk about. So we, we squeezed out the fan questions for this one. But in the future, we do want to sit down and answer all the questions you have about the team, the organization, Bridgestone Arena, what, whatever. What, Absolutely. Whatever Brooks's favorite song is of the Send day, that sort in. of thing. But before the break, we promised you that we'd tease some of the new things that you can try throughout Bridgestone Arena. So let's just jump right into it, honestly. Did we ever try them? Yeah, so I didn't wear a belt on Friday in anticipation of taste. That's actually, I'm not being facetious. I really didn't wear a belt on Friday <laughs> because I knew how I, many things I was going to be tasting. I did notice that. I wondered <laughs> if that was a, like, I've got my stretchy pants on today type it, deal. It wasn't necessarily a fashion choice. So I did recently buy a new suit, and they gave me the option of, do you want belt loops on it? And I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not ready. Like, I'm, I'm not as European as our players are. I'm not ready to make that leap yet. Yes, I need belt loops. So I'm not ready to make that fashion choice yet. I'm just wearing, not wearing a belt. A little casual on the side, but mainly got to get room for all the samples we had to try. There was a lot of hot chicken to try. Yeah, so talk about <laughs> hot chicken first because that was hot, one of the highlights for me. So the hot chicken fries, those are really good. They're available at the hot chicken stand section 109 inside Bridgestone Arena. Hot chicken fries. So French. we all know what French fries yeah. are, right? How about instead of potatoes, it's 
literally chicken in the shape of a French fry, hot chicken fries, a little bit of cheddar cheese sauce and chopped pickles on it. Those were excellent. I, I wrote about it, described them as a little bit of an intermission pick-me-up, a little bit of pop for you uh, in the hot chicken fries. And then if you're still looking for a kick, the grilled cheese station, mm-hmm. section 119, the jalapeno popper grilled cheese. Who doesn't like a grilled cheese? And the more stuff you put on it, the better it usually is. Yeah, and you can, as you were saying, you can find just about all this stuff right inside that main food court area, right as you walk in the main door. So a lot of the stands that you're already frequenting, for me, again, liked the hot chicken fries. I felt like a little bit of a wimp, though. I mean, I have done Hattie B's. I got medium at Prince's hot chicken once. That was a mistake. But anyways, I took a couple bites of the fries and was like, water, water. (laughs) So anyways, they were a little on the spicy side for me. That could be my palate just being a little bit of a wimp, though. Thank goodness we had plenty of bottles of water at the brand new Twice Daily Grab and Go Station. Wow, look at that product placement. (laughs) Now, that is legitimately what I ran over to and just took one right out of the cooler. I was like, I need help. Or, Or three. So for me... And we're going to actually talk about this uh, uh, more later on in the show, but I have a very limited palate. It's a personal choice. I'm a bit of a picky eater. (laughs) We often joke that my plate tends out to be beige. Like if it's yellow or beige. Gold. Or gold. I mean, gold runs through me. That's probably what I'm getting. I'm, of course, referring to macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes with a lot of cheese on it, bread. It usually means some sort of fried protein with with breading on it and then yeah mac and cheese potatoes corn corn's a favorite my wife elizabeth and i have this fight all the time i tell her that my two favorite vegetables are mashed potatoes and corn and then she (laughs) says those aren't vegetables but you know what i'm doing what i can shout out to elizabeth i say all that to say this i had a hot dog so hot dog and bun of course sure then there was barbecue on top of it of course why not there was some hot chicken yep sprinkled on top we are in Nashville. All three great things, they made an even better thing. That was quite good. Of course, some cheese in there as well. That that was pretty good. That's, again, still available at the food stands. That may be my my uh, savory item. That may be my, my top pick. That's the Nashville's finest dog available at the hot dog stand in the food court. It's <laughs> uniquely Nashville. Oh, yeah, and pimento cheese, by the way, too. Yeah, for see, good okay, measure. I couldn't remember what kind of cheese yep. it was. Yes, yep. that was pretty good. That was quite good. And I'm not with you. See, I'm not nearly as picky as you are with the food. No, I like a lot right. of food, but... I don't really like a lot of it smushed together like that. I really liked that. That was good. So yeah. give yourself, give it a try. Yeah, like, give it a try. So then secondly, on the tour on Friday, we went upstairs to the club level. And this is a note that you wanted to make. So you don't have to have sweet tickets or be on the club level to try this great food. Common misconception, like, oh, I've, I'm in the upper bowl. I can't go on the club level. Of course you can. It's yeah. Smashville. You can do anything you want. Well, okay. within, within, within reason, <laughs> within fans. Reason. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're on the Preds official podcast. You, you can't can. just give fans <laughs> willy-nilly here. You can go on the club level, though, if you'd like. And try all this great food. How about well the the buttermilk chicken tenders? Those are always a favorite. That was my, one of Probably my Probably the largest chicken tenders I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Um, the smoked ribeye sandwich, hmm. that was fantastic. Who doesn't want a chicken and waffle sandwich? Yeah. Why not? And then there was this thing that was, it wasn't a flatbread. It was almost like a cracker it was a, with like steak. A cracker, and yeah. It was like a pizza. I would try that as well. Yeah. That's again near the Pucks and Pints area, that sort of thing yeah. on the club level. And and then Nash's Nosh, I have to read this. So this is only limited quantities available only during the first intermission. So get Ooh. there while you can. Nash's Nosh, house-made Bavarian pretzel. Hickory smoked pulled pork, brisket chili, beer cheese, sour cream, scallions, sliced jalapenos. Do not wear a belt. For a limited time. <laughs> but then we tried all the savory items. Oh, man. And then the piece de resistance, the dessert. What did we find? 
I wake up every morning in a bed that's too small, drive my daughter to a school that's too expensive, and then I go to work to a job for which I get paid too little. But on pretzel day, well, I like pretzel day. Stanley Hudson <laughs> would love Bridgestone Arena's pretzel day. And the best part was we were not anticipating that we were about to be thrust into pretzel day. No. And there we were. Of course not. You're never anticipating pretzel day. And then there it is. Yeah, hear me out on this. In the form of a dessert. A, a, a sphere. So like a softer pretzel. Yep. Very bready. Very Yeah, not, not like a, the brown. sweeter pretzel. Like, you know, if you, have you ever taken the, the, the skin, the peel off the soft? <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds gross. The outside off the soft pretzel, right. the brown part. Yeah. Like that is what this thing is. So that's the formation of it. Then inside, you've got a cookie and cinnamon kind of mix. Like chocolate chips going on that are all melted. Hello. And then over top of that, a caramel, and it's served with ice cream. Are you kidding me? No question. Up on the second level, that was the best thing I tried on Friday. A la mode, as those fancy folks call it. Well, bet sure. You, bet you didn't know it's going to turn into a food podcast. <laughs> By all means. So we will wrap on that. We'll, we'll just say this. Again, as you go to the next preseason game on Tuesday, you could win free tickets. More on that in a bit. But as you do, just feel free to try some of these new things. It's easy to get wrapped up in the new LED boards, which are fantastic inside the bowl, the new sound system. But venture out. Go try some places that maybe you've even been before because there's a lot of DNC and Levy work put in this offseason to get you even better items to try. Well, that's what Chef Wade said, that he's been here eight seasons. He's the the madman, if you will, behind everything that DNC puts out, the great concession items. He said, I think we've gotten our fans accustomed to trying new things hmm. just because there's so many great things to feast your eyes on. I wanted to end on this. It will be available for opening night, so October the 9th. That is the anticipation, at least. There's going to be a fantastic new feature added to the Predators app. So the app that you're using every day for your ticketing, for a lot of different purposes, there is going to be a Bridgestone Arena section, add, section added in, which is going to be a live map. And it's going to be all the different locations, the menus, this is what's fantastic about it. You can go in, you can search, for example, burger, and it's going to pull up the 11 places you can go, how much it's going to be, that sort of thing, get you where you need to go to try all these fancy new things. That is honestly, I think, one of the best features we're going to be offering coming up this season. Speaking of burgers, we didn't even mention the biscuit burger. Be on the lookout for that at the burger stand in the food court. Why not? Let's continue the theme of food for a tiny bit more. We wanted to peel back the curtain one more time on how traveling works. Again, I mentioned you went down to Florida on Monday. Yep. What is it like to, and we don't have a ton of time left, but what is it like to go on the team plane, to have the menu? Talk about that for a moment. Uh, the men, I love the menu. The menu is like my favorite part of getting on the plane. <laughs> so the preseason doubleheader especially, so we play two games, right? Split squad. So we've got, gosh, 20 players for each, so 40 players with us, 40, 45 players coming yeah. with us. And so we got a big old plane, but the menu is fantastic. It, we get so spoiled. Uh, on the plane, but snacks and and hot meals and and warm chocolate chip cookies at the mm. end of the flight, which like come on, yeah, it's quite an experience though. The hope is that we're going to do a feature about this for NaturalPros.com a video in video form later on in the season. But mm. just kind of cool to see what it's like to travel. All the guys, uh, meaning the players, of course, some play card games, some play Xbox, some watch movies, some snacks, some honestly get treatment and worked on and stretched and all these sort of things. It, it's really cool to see that with as non-glamorous as the travel schedule is, and I'm thinking in particular a back-to-back where you're flying from 1 in the morning to 3 in the morning and then you're playing that next day, it is really cool to see all the 
the luxuries that are sprinkled in here or there just to make it a little bit better. So we'll talk about that more in future episodes, and I think we're actually going to ask Anthony Potato about that in his interview. So speaking of the Blue Liner, when the pop on ESPN 102.5, the game comes back in a moment, we are going to sit down with, as I introduced, number two in your programs, but number one in your heart, Anthony Potato. Hey, Tony. Joining us now on the show is number two in your programs, number one in your hearts, Predators defenseman Anthony Boteto. We're here at our new recording studio, shall we call it, at Centennial Sportsplex. It looks like a dilapidated locker room, but it's going to work for today. Tony, you are the second ever guest on this podcast, fitting due to your number, but we wanted to continue our trend of talking about everything but hockey, at least at least to start the interview. So first off, congratulations. You got married this summer. I mean, that could be one of the biggest events of your life. I would think that it would be. So how did it go? How did you help? How did you help with the planning? Like, let's just recap us to start. I didn't plan anything. Okay. To be honest, <laughs> we'll get that out of the way. She, she did everything, and uh, it was a great weekend. We had a ton of people from New York come down, and uh, we got married at Mint Spring Farms, okay. and uh, July twenty first. And like I said, it was a, it was a special day and a lot of fun. And like I said, she planned the whole thing and <laughs> did a great job with it. <laughs> No, I know that this would be a huge deal for me. I've helped other friends in this scenario. The wedding playlist, how big of a deal was that to you? How much input did you have on that? The wedding playlist was actually pretty easy. We, um, The guy that did it, uh, he put together like a, a website, and we basically went on and put all of our songs on there, songs that we wanted at certain times and whatnot. And, uh and then once once everybody's there and dancing, you want a song. We had shout, come on, <laughs> and everyone's dancing. Um, but it was a lot a lot of fun, and you know you kind of go through like memories of you know different songs that like you know have memories uh, in the past and whatnot, and you kind of add all those together. So it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Well, let's. I mean, let's hear some must-haves. Well, we're like two or three songs. Here. I've I've got to show some dance moves to these, and this has got to be out there. <laughs> there was no Godfather theme song, so we kept on those out. <laughs> but shot was definitely probably a big hit. Um, we, our the song we danced to was the Ed Sheeran song. Um, uh, we're thinking about you. Yeah, yeah. So that was a uh, very uh, good, good one. <laughs> but uh, another must-have I think we did was uh, there was a couple techno songs in there that set the mood. Uh, but otherwise, it was kind of like a mix of everything, yeah. a lot of genre. Um, yeah, a lot of variety for sure. Is there any crossover in that situation between your pregame playlist, like you're getting pumped up for a game? And then your wedding dancing playlist? Like, I mean, are there any similarities there? There were some similarities, but I mean, I mean, the pump up songs that yeah, there's a lot of rap and uh, yeah, yeah. hardcore, like probably words you probably can't say on here right now. But no, the wedding it was more like you know, like good music in terms of like sing along and yeah. you know, dancing beats and and stuff like that. And it was like I said, it was it was a day that went so fast, but it was unbelievable. It was a lot of fun. No, you had, we saw some photos. You had some yeah. guys, some current guys. Colton Sissons was there. Harry Z was there. James Neal was there. Some some ghosts of Predators past as well. How cool is that to, you guys, you play on the same team together, you become friends, and all of a sudden you end up going to each other's weddings. How cool is it to have those guys there as well? Oh, it was, it's special. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, the, the, those are guys you played with for, you know, pretty much every day you wake up, you're together. Um, so to have them there was a lot of fun. And um, it was good. Even Even guys that you've, played with and growing up playing hockey from New York came in um, so that's that's all good stuff for sure I mean it was tough like when you're booking the wedding it's Arvey had his wedding the same night or the day before um, so obviously we couldn't go there and vice versa so 
Um, but yeah, it's it's really nice to have those guys there. I won't lead you too much into calling someone out, but did any one of those guys embarrass themselves on the dance floor or did anything memorable from them? I have some video evidence, but (laughs) Harry Z was the lead role in in, in those. (laughs) Now, we saw earlier this week you went to see Drake at Bridgestone Arena, and that would be, I guess, an example of a guy maybe on your pregame playlist, but not at your wedding. But how was that experience? And just to get to do it with teammates. Man, Drake, Drake was, I can't say one bad thing about him. He came out and he met us after the... First of all, the show was amazing. Like, I mean, it was the first concert I think I've been to where you knew every song that was played. Like, you don't realize how many hits he has and, uh, and, and the production that goes into something like that. And then after the game, when we met him, uh, PK set it up shockingly. But <laughs> he uh, seems to know everybody in, in, in every district of music and whatever it is. But he, uh, Drake came out, and I, I'm telling you, like, I couldn't believe how nice he was. He was, like, extremely polite, said hello to all of us, um, you know, and basically talked to us for a while. And he doesn't have to do that. Like, it's 12 o'clock, whatever time it was after the show, and... You know, he probably's tired. He's got a show the next day, and he, here he is coming out. So I, I honestly, I couldn't say one big thing, a bad thing. And I'm a Drake fan now. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Leafs fan, though, right? Like, did that come yeah, up? I had, I okay, side, that's for sure. I'm sure he's a Blue Jays fan and a Raptors fan. Okay. So. You know, those things we're not going to have uh, a liking on, especially being the Knicks fan and yeah, <laughs> right. the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees abuse them anyway, so it's not really <laughs> a bad thing. But, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, speaking of PK, we talked to him on the first podcast, yeah. of course, told a great story about he, how he met Lindsey Vaughn, his yeah. current girlfriend. Your wife. How did the two of you meet? Any, <laughs> any fun stories there? Story, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we met in, in, in college, and... Uh, we're in the cafeteria one day, and I see her, and I was like, does anybody know her? And she's like, no, no, so I, whatever. She, she's on the peanut butter and jelly, like, little line. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm getting a peanut butter and jelly sandwich whoa, whoa, whoa. today. Whoa, your school had a peanut butter and jelly line? Oh, yeah, what? like, specific, like, four PB&Js. Like, <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> you go there, there was peanut butter, raspberry, jelly. Like, it was perfect. Oh, wow. So she's at that line, and I'm like, all right, I'm going up there. So then I, I went up to the PB&J line, and I, like, introduced myself, like, yeah, I'm, I'm the stud hockey guy here. <laughs> no. But, yeah, that's how we met, and then I ended up messenger, or messaging her, and uh, our first date was actually the Facebook movie. So that's when... Social uh, network, yeah. yeah social okay. network, yeah. So then we went to the Facebook movie, and kind of... Yeah, that's how it started. That was how we met. Wow. Cafeteria peanut butter and jelly line. <laughs> so I've been married six years, and I still yeah. like to tell my engagement story. Uh, how did you plan that? How much level of surprise there was when you popped the question? Well, the engagement story is good, too, I think. <laughs> um, so my one of my best buddies, uh, he helped me plan the whole thing, and he, he helped me get the ring. So we get the ring. And uh, we're actually going to a place called Fire Island. This is uh, a week before it's actually happened. Okay. So we have it all planned out, and I'm like, Case, we're going to go spend the weekend in Fire Island. You know, like, and she's like, well, I'm actually going horseback riding this weekend, oh, no. so I can't go. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, you sure you want to go horseback riding? Like, so sure enough, she goes horseback riding, so now I'm in panic. And it turned out that we have a, a huge party coming up the next weekend because it's the Mayweather-McGregor fight at oh, my house. So we're throwing a huge party for that. So I'm like, you know what? This is actually going to work out better. Everyone will be there. We'll celebrate. So I call my buddy. I'm like, we're not going to Fire Island. (laughs) So we get on the boat for that morning on Saturday, and we're going to do it by the Statue of Liberty. So I'm like, we'll drive out, have lunch out there, and then we'll come back and have the party at the house. So she has no idea. 
We get on the boat, we get out there, and I'm like, we, it's just like an hour ride, 40 minutes on the boat to get out there, and I'm like starting to sweat. I'm like, wow, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> so we get out to the Statue of Liberty, and uh, my buddy Justin's like, you know, we'll have the girls go down, cook, and we'll set up, set it up. So the girls go downstairs in the cabin, and and he goes nuts. Like he's throwing rose petals. Like he did it to the <laughs> fullest amount. Like he set up cameras everywhere. What a wingman! Oh, Goodness. it was unbelievable. So then she comes out, and like she can obviously knew it was coming, and then. Uh, she comes up to the front of the bow, and actually the Coast Guard is right there, and he sees it, and he's blowing the horn. So <laughs> it was actually a really cool moment, like right in front of the Statue of Liberty downtown Lower Manhattan. Oh, that's fantastic. It was, uh, it was cool. It was really good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, of course, one member of your family, the yeah. wife, mm-hmm. two other members, a couple pups. We know Reggie, the Golden Retriever, has been there a little while. And an- another new member yeah. to the family? Yeah, Black Lamb. Uh, he's... He'll be uh, almost two now in, uh, in December. And his name is Vino. A little Italian yeah, guy likes the wine. Tell us about those so, names, though. I've yeah. always wondered where Reggie came Reggie from. Reggie came from um, a while ago in, at Northeastern. It was like a thing that we did. It was like, you just got to be Reggie. And like Reggie Miller said it on an interview one time. Mm. And unfortunately, I think it was the day when he beat the Knicks. He's like, I was just being Reggie. Like, <laughs> so it kind of started at Northeastern, and then that's how it, it kind of evolved. And then once we decided we were getting a dog, we are like, you know what? That's the perfect name. Let's just stick with it. Uh, and then Vino, I don't know how we even came up with it, but yeah, it's Vino. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we do have to – we can't take you in here and interview and not ask you a little about hockey. So yeah. let's do hockey for a moment. We peeled back the curtain earlier on just – Traveling, kind of describing to our fans that that whole experience, but kind of a unique one for this first doubleheader in the preseason in that big old plane, big old team. You play in the first game, go out to dinner, watch for fun. Like, I mean, tell us about that experience. That's pretty funny. Yeah, the first game I was in, um, and it's, it's, it's never easy coming off a plane and going into a game, especially the first preseason game of it. Like, you know, I haven't played in so long. Um, but it's fun to get back out there for sure. I think the first... 10 minutes of the game we were a little sloppy and then we kind of pulled it together um but then like it's weird because you 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 leave and usually you get on the plane to go home but we went to dinner came back and actually sat front row and watched the game so it was we watched the third period there but it was like you don't really get to do that often especially you know play a game and then come back to the same building there's another game going on so it was cool to do that and you know, like I said, it was preseason, so we had some good laughs and trying to make eye contact with guys. <laughs> but yeah, it was a different experience for sure. One, and I had, I admitted, I had no idea that Kevin Fiala had five points until after the game and I looked. Did you guys have any idea that he was we racking them up like did, that? Because at dinner, we were watching that football game started and we were getting the update on our phone and everything, Kevin Fiala, Kevin Fiala. Like, <laughs> it's either a glitch or this is happening. Then we get back and he rings the one off the, the bar and I'm like, Kevin's really Kevin right now. <laughs> I mean, that line what, had five points. Kev had uh, Joey had four, right? Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. I mean, like, so let's save him some guys. Like, <laughs> seriously, these, right, these don't count for anything. Yeah. Like, well, Kevin's just being Reggie. That's it. Right. He, was, he was being Reggie right there. <laughs> Let, let's close on this. This is the start of your fifth season with the Predators organization. What are just your thoughts, your goals, or forecasting as you go and begin this year? I, I think the number one thing for me is just you know. If I get that chance to make the most out of it again, I mean, I kind of had a couple tough bounces over the last couple of years. I was injured after the, the one fight after game one and kind of 
you know, haven't really found being healthy that year and kind of found myself out of the lineup. So I think my biggest thing, I get a chance. I'm healthy this year. I feel good, uh, confident, and, you know, see where it goes from there. And so, yeah. He's Anthony Botetto. This was life, love, and everything in between, I think. I was going to say, if you're looking for love in the PB&J line, he's got you covered. Tony, thank, <laughs> thanks for doing Yeah, that. thanks Absolutely, for doing this. Guys, thank you. When we return on the final segment of the Predators Official Podcast, we'll let you know how you could win tickets to the Predators preseason game on Tuesday, and we'll preview the week ahead. This is the POP on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Welcome back to the final segment of the Predators Official Podcast. Episode number two, Brooks Bratton and Thomas Willis, along with you here on ESPN 102.5 The Game, The Game Nashville app, NashvillePredators.com, and a whole slew of other places. Thomas, we've come to the part of the show where all the listeners are just clamoring, waiting to hear what we have to give away. They know what we have to give away. Here's my question before we get to it. How many episodes do we have to give things away before like Oprah calls us and is like, you're stealing my bit? You get a car. I mean, I I, I just feel like we're giving away a lot of things. It was the (laughs) PS4 NHL 19 last week. Now it's Predators tickets. People like like free stuff. I didn't pay for a t-shirt my freshman year of college. (laughs) I'll bet you did. Free t-shirts out the wazoo and free pizza. Here's the part you want to hear. So it's pretty simple. If you want to go to Tuesday night's game against the Carolina Hurricanes at Bridgeton Arena, 7 p.m., of course, here's what you have to do. Tweet us a screenshot of you subscribe to the Predators official podcast on whatever medium you want. iTunes is the preferred one, but if you're on Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, we should be on iHeartRadio by that point, whatever it is. And if you want to know the easy way to get there, just go to nationalpredators.com slash well slash, said. Slash podcast. I wasn't even prepared for that. Nationalpredators.com <laughs> slash podcast. That's how you can subscribe. So tweet us a screenshot of you subscribed. If you threw out a rating while you were at it, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Because sure. we do need that to, so that people can find us. If you do that, we'll pick a winner, I would say, early on Tuesday. We'll let you know. So just tweet us a screenshot using hashtag Preds Podcast. You can tweet it at Brooks. He's at Brooks Braden. You can tweet it at me, at Tommy Willis. You can tweet it at Preds NHL. You can tweet it at all three of us. Just get the hashtag, get the screenshot. Throw us out a rating. I'll say this. 17 people have already gone before you and rated the podcast on iTunes. It's five stars right now. Now, mm-hmm. we, we got one troll, which is honestly not bad considering the odds of percentage of how hostile <laughs> the World Wide Web is these days. One troll to 16 people that are nice to you. It's not too bad. Even he, after he threw us a two-star, said, you know what? But I'm going to keep listening because the interviews were that good. So <laughs> That was a pretty good interview with Tony. I hope that's, I mean, that's up to standard. Maybe our show's not too bad. That Even if we couldn't get you five stars, we did give you a good interview. And when you're doing your screenshot, if you'd like to show us your smiling face too, like, why not? We like to wow. see everyone. I mean, maybe not while you're driving. But. Please don't do that. But before we talk a little more hockey as we get to this final segment, we do need to make a bet. What a jingle. Now, now Brooks, <laughs> I say this. There is nothing less interesting than someone else's fantasy football team. So we are not going to dwell on this long. But <laughs> but we're going to talk about it. But we're going to talk about it because you and I made the discovery. We each play in two leagues, a work league with the Preds. Yes. And then we have a – it's called the not family league anymore because it's my – 2.0. 2.0 because <laughs> it's my college friends and, and my family and, and you're in it as well. We are playing each other in both leagues. Both. This weekend. So Sunday and Monday are the two days to watch, yep. of course. Here's what we've decided. 
we have to put a bet on the line to see who's better at this. Now, if you win a game and I win a game, well, that doesn't really prove something. Nothing but happens. If I go 2-0 and or if you go 2-0 and against me and you one of us sweeps the other, here is my pitch to you. If I go 2-0 and against you in fantasy football this week, which we'll be monitoring it for you guys on social media, of course, you have to mow my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> and wear the hat that you wear when you and mow your lawn. wear the sun hat because we are gingers <laughs> and our complexion is very light. So we're going to need a full 360 sun hat to protect you. I will help. I will weed whack for you. I'm going to help you out there. But I'm picturing <laughs> I actually texted you after Thursday night. I had the Cleveland Browns defense going. And when they made their second interception in the game, I texted you, you know what? It's time for the diagonal pattern on the yard. I like to mix it up to keep the grass looking good. I will mow your lawn, but I will not pick up the acorns off your driveway. That's fair. I will use the the, <laughs> the electric blower for that. That is too much of a task. All right, what do you have for me? And if I win, if I sweep, you, the pickiest of picky eaters, Yikes. does not like his vegetables, you have to have one of my favorite things. What do I always order when we go out to dinner first? Without question, I could order for you. It is a side salad. A side Caesar Caesar salad. salad. So Thomas is going to eat a side Caesar salad if I sweep. Are you sure I couldn't just have one of those pretzels from the second segment, like with the caramel and the a, ice cream? A Caesar salad is literally dressing and croutons and cheese over some romaine lettuce. But it's the as, best lettuce for you. But as soon as it doesn't include my two favorite vegetables, of potatoes, <laughs> potatoes and, corn, and corn, I might be in trouble. You cannot. If you finish your Caesar salad... Then I will. Here's here. Here's another wrinkle. Oh, if wow. you finish your Caesar oh, salad, wow. I will then buy you whatever dinner you oh, want. Oh my gosh, that's quite a big bet. So again, we'll move on for fantasy football because who cares? <laughs> this is the Brett's official podcast. But if you see Christian McCaffrey scoring a lot of touchdowns, I have him on both teams. So be happy for me. Cheer for Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees, please. <laughs> All right, the week ahead, we've got two more preseason games coming up, and then we're done. Can you believe that we said that on our first episode? Just how quickly we were going to roll through the preseason. Yep. That's when you'll especially see those final roster decisions made uh we were even speculating in the last episode is it amika salamaki a zach ronaldo freddie goudreau all of them how does that fourth line shake out i think the defense is the other uh part to keep an eye on so but there's one more wrinkle on a story that you wrote on nashvillepredators.com talking about some of the depth guys as we've seen the milwaukee admirals make some moves recently to kind of change the look of their forward group but more importantly set up this team because I hate to say it injuries are going to happen so the sure. likelihood that you're going to see some of these guys recalled even if they don't make the open night roster very high speak to that this was a big point in the offseason for David Poyle and company to go out and get some guys who can play at the minor league level but also have that NHL experience so if and when the time comes they are more than capable of filling in three names to listen for Connor Brickley Rocco Grimaldi and Jared Tenorti nice little Wise and eyes to end the name. There, sure. nice little. I'll say uh, this: Jared Tenorti's taller than I am. He's six six. I know some people six. are taller than I am. He's a big dude. There aren't many people taller than Thomas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Jared Tenorti, a big hulking defenseman. His dad, Mark. Uh, some of our listeners may recognize that name. Mark Tenorti played for years in the league, including Minnesota. Finished up his career with Washington. Uh, Connor Brickley, Rocco Grimaldi, Jared Tenorti. All three of those guys have played in the National Hockey League. Rocco Grimaldi and Connor Brickley skated last year for Colorado and Florida, mm-hmm. respectively. Mm-hmm. They all have the capability to come in here if need be. We chatted with all three of them last week. 
And Rocco Grimaldi had this to say about competing for a spot and being ready when necessary. No, it's great. Uh, you know, I play on two different organizations that, that have had depth. And, it, you know, when you go down to the minors, it's always a, a battle to try to come back up. And I think that that's what, uh, that's what teams need. That's what makes guys better. That's what makes teams better. Um, when you have that internal competition, um, I think it, it really helps your team grow. It helps that individual be a better player, to work harder, to, to do more after practice, to get better at whatever he's trying to get better at. So uh, it's nice to hear that. So, like I said, and I'm, you know, me and Bricks and some of these other guys that are new coming in, we're just trying to do the best we can, show what we got, and, and uh, you know, work for a spot either now or in the near future. So on Tuesday night, we'll see the first ever televised preseason game for the Preds on Fox Sports Tennessee. Uh, we'll, have, of course, have normal coverage on our website. And then Sunday afternoon in Raleigh, that's really the dress rehearsal. That's where we expect to see. We'll see how the rosters shape out, but where we expect to see basically the opening night roster for the Preds on the ice for that game. So, what is a player to who is a player to watch? I guess I should say for you, whether he's on the fringe or for whatever reason, if he's one of the three guys you just mentioned, what do you need to see out of him this week, potentially in these last two preseason games? Oh, I'd really like to see more from Brickley and Grimaldi okay. to see what they could do. But then also Freddie Goudreau, yeah, I think is a guy who's really come into this camp. Not that he hasn't looked good before, mm-hmm. but just another year of professional experience under his belt. And I think for a guy like Freddie, he could be ready to take that next step and slide in on that fourth line. Is he a guy that they keep on the roster as that extra forward or not? Whatever the case might be, even if he goes back down to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. I'd really like to see Freddie get some chances as the preseason continues and then concludes and see if he can make the most of those chances. I think Freddie's a great call. We saw him play roughly 20 games last year, but he could already be playing more than that with Austin Watson suspended, depending on how Zach Ronaldo and Mika Salamaki also shake out. I'm actually going to go with a guy that I'm certain will make the team. That's Dan Hamuse. I want to see who does he end up pairing with. What does he look like? The guy is 35 years old. Yes, he was in a top four role last year with Dallas, but how does he fit? Is he finally that upgrade that Alexi Yimlin tried to be last year for this organization? I tell you what, he threw a hit on Monday in Florida. Yeah. that I was. It took me a second. I was, who's number five? Oh, Dan Hamuse. <laughs> what a hit. Yeah, he, was, he yeah. looked good just sliding right back in there. We talked about it before. A durable guy, a yeah. veteran guy, he knows what he's doing. So I'd like to see what he looks like as he kind of – fills out the rest of that lineup as we see a home-and-home with the Carolina Hurricanes. Send us home. Number two, episode two. It's coming to a close. Oh, man. It turned into a football podcast, a food podcast, (laughs) some hockey, I guess. We talked a little bit of Predators. Uh, Thanks again. As we said at the top of the show, we really appreciate all the listeners. So much. Thank you, guys. Everybody that has stopped by, all the tweets, all the shout-outs, we've seen all of them. We do see every single one of them, and that really means a lot uh, to hear your feedback, and we hope... That we've hooked you. Yeah. And we'll have you along for the ride. Subscribe and rate. Subscribe and rate. Subscribe and rate. This has been episode number two of the Predators official podcast on ESPN 1025 The Game. For more, NashvillePredators.com slash podcast. He is Thomas Willis. You can find him on Twitter at Tom A. Willis. I'm Brooks Bratton at Brooks Bratton. Subscribe, rate us. We'll talk to you next week. It's been a blast. See ya.